What we need to do is write the books that we want to write, that we feel called to write in our voice, send them out into the world, let the readers enjoy them, and then let them enjoy other books as well. Support your fellow writer because they're on the same team, especially in the world of inspirational fiction, which is what I write, is that we're all playing for the same team and we're all trying to to encourage, send some truth out into the world, you know, bring some light into the world, some salt into the world, whatever, and and there's we're not we're not in competition. The world is big enough. We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. Happy New Year. Wow, I can't believe it. It's already 2022, and I hope your new year is off to a great start. My name is Ruth Douthit, and I thank you for choosing my podcast. I know you have a choice of which podcasts to listen to, and so I'm glad that you're here with me today. I am an award-winning author of books for middle grade readers. I'm also working on a romantic comedy, which will come out soon, and a women's fiction. And if you like what you hear today, please subscribe to my podcast, follow me on Instagram and Facebook, and sign up for my newsletter by visiting my website, www.artbyruth.com. You can sign up for my newsletter where I will be giving away books, giving you information about when my new releases are coming out, and much more. So thanks again for listening today. And I'm really excited to start this new year off with Susie Mae Warren. She talks about her new series, with the first book being released just last week, Sunrise. So you know the drill. Grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax, as we listen to award-winning, best-selling author Susie Mae Warren. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited to start the new year off with Susie Mae Warren. Hi, how are you? Hi, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. This is the third time you've been on my podcast, and I must admit, you are one of my most popular guests whenever I have you on. (laughs) That's that's fun. No pressure, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. So, yeah, you better shine today. No. Oh, no. January, Um, I don't have anything. I know, right? And you have all that cold weather. I hate to make you jealous, but we're in the upper 60s here. Sunshiny. lovely. Arizona, yeah. Oh, no. It's negative seven here. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. But you're going to be heading south pretty soon and get we some are, warm yes. sunshine. So that's Cannot good. Cannot wait. Yeah, good for you. Yep. Well, this is an exciting month for you. Sunrise released last week. And I wanted to know if you could talk to my listeners a little bit about that new series and your inspiration for writing this new series. Sure. So um, Sunrise is the first book in a three book series about the Sky King Ranch brothers or the brothers of Sky King Ranch. And basically the series or the location started in a book many years ago when I wrote a uh, smoke jumper series set in Alaska. And the smoke jumpers jumped out of a base at Sky King Ranch. So we met the and Sky King Ranch is a uh, bush pilot base it's not necessarily a ranch but they call it sky king ranch so anyway they 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 you know sort of set up camp there and so we met the 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 ranch owner we met his daughter lark 
and she was part of the series and it was a three book series a trilogy and in that series lark mentioned she had three brothers and that they were triplets and that they were all in the military each one in a different branch and i just sort of mentioned it as an aside but i had a lot of readers who wrote to me and said please tell us about these brothers why are they in different branches of the military what's going on and so i came up with a series about these three brothers and it was very fun to write i they're all named after their father's cars, which is kind of fun. And they ended up they end up coming home one at a time because their father in the very first scene, and we see this walking under the page, has a terrible uh, airplane accident. And so the oldest comes home, and when the second book starts, there's a big problem. So the first one comes home, and he's kind of confronting the past and why they all left. And then the second one ignites um, a problem that carries on in the rest of the series. And so it is, uh, it's a trilogy. So, you you know, you can read them separate, but it really is nice to start with the first one. And the nice part is, is all three come out this year. So you don't have to wait a year between books. You, you can wow. read this. And it, and yeah. And the next one comes out in, I think, May or June. And then the next one comes out, I think, like in October. So I have to give kudos to my publisher, Ravel, for pushing through so fast. They have worked so so hard on these books and you know it's really hard to get through all the editing and everything in such a small window of time and they just have really worked hard because they know it's really important to get those books out for readers because readers get you know kind of impatient when you have a trilogy they want to hear what's going on next so we all wow. work very hard on it and that's remarkable that's remarkable that they are doing that amazing yeah. and that's true testament to your fans how Ravel knows they want yeah. to read these books yeah, yeah, they they are very good at marketing to my fans and helping them connect and that sort of thing. So I I have a wonderful fan base. I have the best reader friends out there. It's just fantastic. Oh, so, and I yeah. think that's yeah. neat that your fans were the ones who inspired you mm -hmm. to go deep and to write this, these stories. That's incredible. Yeah, you know, I'm really fortunate. I do get a lot of reader mail and a lot of reader ideas. And so they, they'll write. And I have done so many series and connected series and now we know sort of we have the Susan May universe that connects all the books together, and so it's very fun for a reader to see a you know character pop up from a book from a completely different series. And so now I have readers that say, I'd like to see this character show up again, or I'd like to. What about this sub character that you never developed, or you know they'll give me some ideas, and it, it is fun. I I do like to write stories, obviously that my readers will like. I I am not a person that says oh I have this particular story and I just have to write it I, I sort of seek out the stories that I know will delight my readers and then try to write some of those stories of course I, I have my own ideas that I bring to the table and say oh I think this would be a fun story to write um, but I definitely listen to my readers a lot that's great I was going to ask you what inspires you but it's neat that you answered that that you get a lot of your inspiration from your readers that's amazing mm -hmm. now if you were able to talk to a brand new writer Mm -hmm. um, would you recommend in the market today to write a series or a standalone book? It seems to me that a series is like really popular right now. Well, it is because people, you know, have, well, let's just look at media and viewing habits. People are binge watchers. They like to get into a series and watch it all in, you know, in the advent of cable or I should say streaming services, rather it's given us this opportunity to download a whole season and just watch it in one sitting. And that's very similar to a series, you know, so people will want to read a series and if they can get it quickly, they'll just binge read that whole series. And so uh, I do think that it is helpful to create um, a set of books that 
that develop a family or a location or a profession or something like that, that then introduces characters that readers will love, that then you can, you know, continue on and, and continue feeding them that. I am a series reader. I read series all the time because I like to know the characters and continue on. And I have many series that I've read, um, you know, for years because they just keep adding to yeah. the series. So, you know, I, I do like a good standalone now and again, but there's something about closing the book on a standalone where you're like, well, that's the end of that. You know, whereas a series, you're like, oh, but there's more to the next one, you know, so that's always, that's always fun. So, yeah, I do think that younger writers should consider how do their books translate into a series. I'm always asking my authors, and so I publish, I'm a publisher as well, and I always say to my authors, how is this book setting up the next book? Mm-hmm. So think about the future when you're writing this, continuing, or this particular book. And I I find for myself, too, because I'm working on a three-book series that, as I'm uh, brainstorming the future stories to go back into the first book and find those nuggets, you know, where mm-hmm. you may not even have been intending, mm-hmm. but you're foreshadowing something to come, you know, mm-hmm. a problem with the town or, you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bad guy wasn't all scared away completely, you know, will mm-hmm. he come back? You know, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. Do you find that that also helps to keep those future stories alive? Yeah, well, absolutely. I always say everybody on the page has a problem, and you have then you have uh, you know, ample opportunity to mine those problems. There are problems in the setting that you have. So yes, there's problems in town. There's problems with um, political climates, problems with weather. You know, all that kind of stuff. Set those seeds up. You don't have to always follow up on them, especially if it's something minor. It could just be a passing issue. But if everybody's got a problem, then you can pick up that problem later on. And so one of my rules in writing is everybody that walks on the page has a problem. And it's so funny because when I used to teach writing, I I had this one student who was always challenging me. And he'd say, but Mrs. Daltha, why does there always have to be a problem? Can't we just write a story? Why does there always have to be a problem? And I just laugh and I say, because that's how life is. You know, we all have problems. Don't you have a math test coming up? And he's like, yeah. And I said, have you studied for it? And he's like, no. And I said, well, there's your problem, you know. That's right. That's what causes injury. Well, you kind of mentioned a little bit about publishing. So tell us a little bit about what's coming up with Sunrise Publishing. Oh, with Sunrise Publishing or with Sunrise the Series? I have this weird thing going on right now. Where yeah, you those, do. Those are the title of this, this company. So, well, I meant the company because I just saw that Jody Hedlund is mm-hmm. going to be one of your authors. One of our authors, well, I know. So, yeah, <laughs> tell me a little bit about that. Lynette Eason, I saw that. Uh-huh. And I was like, ah. Yeah, we have, some, we have some headliners, that's for sure. Um, so uh, I started the company with Lindsay Harrell about four years ago, and what happened was we... For a long time, this idea had been sitting in my heart of lead authors who had created worlds, who had readers like mine, who would write to them and say, oh, could you continue in this world or that world or these characters or whatever? And because I had pressed on to new projects, I wasn't able to go back to those um, particular series. And But I still had a desire to write more in that series, and I still had ideas for that, and I still had characters that could be explored. And I had readers that wanted it. So at the same time, I was teaching Novel Academy. So I had started a school for novelists many, many years ago. I think we're on 10 years now, uh, called Novel Academy. And we have a lot of great authors there that are unpublished. And I, it always frustrated me to see really great authors just kind of not able to land that publishing contract and, and not necessarily wanting to go indie 
because they didn't want, it wasn't a good fit for them, but also, you know, seeing how difficult it was to get a traditional contract and just some of the perils of traditional publishing. And so I thought, well, what if I could pair a lead author that had a world like mine with an aspiring author who was good enough to be published or nearly, and they just needed a mentor to get them there? And what if that lead author, sort of, no, I took the James Patterson model, but what if that lead author helped the draft author create stories and mentored them into publication, and then we launched that series to the lead author's audience, which then would create a, a built-in audience for the draft author or the aspiring author, or the, rather now the newly published author. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so we did it as an experiment with my Deep Haven series, and it was better than I could have imagined. Yay. It just, my, yeah, my readers were so generous, so kind, so willing to, you know, embrace the books, and the books were very good. I was very impressed with my, so I, we have auditions, and so that's the thing, they're blind auditions. I didn't know who was applying, and the, and the lead author does not know until they've picked the, the finalists or the last three or four, whoever they are, then they go and look at their, then we release the information to them so they can look and see who the author is and stuff. And that way, so many of us are actually already teachers and mentors. We didn't want to show favoritism to particular students. And especially since I run an academy, I didn't want to have it be, you know, I didn't want to have any um, sort of, oh, I'm only picking academy students or something like that. And that did not happen. I was able to pick widely. But, you know, the point is, is that you get a fair shake. It's all about the writing. It has nothing to do with anything else. We don't look at your resume. We don't look at anything about you. We only look at the writing. And that, I think, is kind of how it should be. You know, we really should look at just the writing. So we do that. And then the author, you know, uh, picks their, uh, you know, their authors and then works with them for about a year while they draft their book. And then they submit it to us. And then we do all the things that a traditional publisher would do. We we go through editing and cover design and we do all the marketing and we, we distribute it, we print it, all the things that they, that a regular publisher would do. The only difference is we don't have advances. And so we're not quite that. Not there yet. <laughs> not quite there yet. <laughs> so, but, our re- but we have a very, very generous um, royalty. And so that uh, kind of offsets it. And the neat part is, is that we aren't like, tr- we're a little bit more nimble than a traditional publisher because we have um you know we do a lot of traditional publisher things but we also market a lot to the indie authors and because i'm also an indie author i know how to do that so it's kind of a a little bit of both worlds where we're able to put it into stores but we're also we we also market it to the indie market which means we're faster and out and you know faster to press and you know a lot of different things that indies really like so it's been a good marriage and we're really having a lot of fun with it and we have some great authors. So next year we have Rachel Houck is one of our lead authors. We have Lynette Eason. We have Lisa Phillips, who's a USAA bestselling indie author. And so we, we thought, oh, she's kind of an interesting experiment. So And she's a fantastic author. I don't know if you've ever read her, but she's just fantastic. Um, we have Trisha Goyer doing an Amish series, which is super fun. Um, we have Ronnie Kendig doing her Breed Apart series. I know it's so exciting, and we just we just nailed down her authors, and they're so fantastic. And then yes, we're launching Jody Headland, so we're very very excited. Yeah, about very that. excited! Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, fantastic! Now tell us about your collaboration with James Rubart and your son. And I, I just started reading the first book, uh, Cast the First Stone. Wonderful. I love how it just starts. I mean, it's just exciting right from the start. So Thank tell you. us a little bit about how that collaboration is going. Yeah, that is so much fun. Um, so. 
Jim and I are very good friends. And one day we were flying home from a conference. We happened to be on the same plane. So we sat together and we were talking about things we liked. And one of the things that came up was time travel. And we both named our, our favorite time travel book. And it was the same one. <laughs> and we were like, wow. And we, um, we said, wouldn't it be fun to write a time travel series together? So fast forward about three or four years, I was had a little gap in my schedule. And I'd been noodling on this series for quite some time. And I knew that Jim had the voice to, to voice this character. So I, I called him up and I said, I think I've got it. Here's the, here's the concept. And I pitched it to him and I said, it's the true lies of Rembrandt Stone. And it's about a time traveling detective who hates, you know, is a former detective who goes back to solve a cold case, the one case that he can't get out of his mind. And then he screws up his future. And then the whole series is about trying to set it back right. So it's a little quantum leap, a little back to the future. And he loved it. He was like, yes. And so then I wrote a sample scene for him and he was, he said, yes, we're all in. So then David and I and Jim, so David is our time lord. He's very, he's very, very good at time travel stuff. So David is an aspiring writer as well. So he and Jim and I met, we flew out to Chelan where Jim lives and we brainstormed for a week and it was just a crazy chaos. His wife Darcy fed us all week and we came up with six stories and then I came home and then I wrote the stories over the course of about two years. Um, it took a little time because I had to work in between my other deadlines, but I, I was the draft author and um, mostly because, I mean, and, and Jim and David had a lot to do with it. They, I would call up Jim and I'd say, we have this problem and he'd help me fix it or David would you know, unsnarl something. But I kind of felt like the voice needed to be really consistent. And so I, you know, so we needed one draft author. So I was a draft author and it was really fun to portray first person male POV. Yeah. But it's great. The voice is really strong. Thank you. It was very fun. I sent it to Jim. Of course, he put all the male stuff in. Anytime I was too girly, he's like, nope, nope, nope. (laughs) So he would fix that. And then he sent it to David. And David did a great job of, he's an editor, so he did a great job of smoothing our voices together. And um, we had a really nice Jim Susie mix. And then and then we just went through the process, but Jim did voice all of them. So if you, the audio, mm-hmm. the audio books are just fantastic. Yes, so, I'm going to get the uh, audio book. Well, just, he blew me away with his ability, which I knew he would because I, I wrote the books for him to voice, but he just really brought it. So it's very fun. It's a very fun series. They all came out this year. I was really pleased to see that a lot of people had them on their number one, you know, best mm-hmm. series list for the year and stuff yeah. like that. It was, they were fun to write. I was so freaked out though when I got to book five. There was so much hype and so much like, oh, this is so good. And there, people were so excited about book six after what we'd done in book five. But I sort of freaked out and I went, oh, what if six isn't any good? So I sent it to a couple friends who I knew would be honest with me. And I said, read this and tell me the truth. And they both read it and they said, yes, it's fantastic. One of them had a couple suggestions which I was able to implement quickly. And um, and then it came out and I was very <laughs> <laughs> but I was, you know, when you have something that's like people are really excited about you, that kind of think, oh no, I hope I hope I did the ending justice. Yeah. So, and, uh, but they said I did, so I was very happy about that. But, oh, yeah, that's, it was fun. That's I mean, hilarious. Like, imagine like doing your favorite thing with the people you love. It's just yeah. blast. It's so, oh, it was so what fun. a blessing! But yeah. that's like the every detective's dream to be go to be able to go back and solve a cold case. You know, that yes. is so cool. It is. Except, what if you screw it up? Ooh, and yeah, and then you're impacting. <laughs> yeah, so, well, read on, read on. Okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna listen to it too. That when I okay. saw that he was the audio voice, I was like, ah, I gotta try yeah, this. <laughs> you do, you do. It's really, it's really something. Oh wow! Well, I'm just so excited for you. Sounds like a busy year, but an exciting year. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, well, that was all last year. This year is really fun. I have sunrise comes out and then sunburst and then sunset. No, sundown. Sundown. That's okay. Sunset. Sundown wow. a lot. That's this year. So it's really fun to see this, the the Sky King Ranch guys. Yeah. And then I'm working on a, some. I'm working on some other little projects this year as those come on. So that's kind of fun. So. Lastly, if you had a brand new writer sitting in front of you to advise him or her how to handle the crazy marketing right now, you know, I mean, mm. when you have a book, you're responsible for marketing and you've got people saying social media platform, social media platform, but then you've got other people saying, oh, you need to stay off social media, you know, and find balance. So mm. uh, for me, whenever I talk to an aspiring, aspiring writer, that seems to be the number one concern of theirs. I don't know what to do. What kind of advice do you give a, a new writer, an aspiring writer, on how to handle the crazy, you know, publishing right. market right now, the crazy world that we're dealing with right now with publishing? Well, I want to say that I, I still am a strong believer in newsletters. And so the, to me, the number one thing you can do is get people to sign up for your newsletter. And I still am a fan of the, the newsletter bribe where you give them a free book or something to download so they can get a taste of it. And then I cultivate my newsletter. I'm usually sending out a newsletter every three weeks, something like that, and I make it short and sweet. Now, I was a missionary for years, and so I learned how to write a newsletter, so I kind of understand how to how to do that, but it really doesn't have to be that complicated. Everybody makes it so, like, you know, a big deal, and really just a few pictures and some, some nice conversation is usually all that you need just to, to, you know, keep that conversation going. On social media, that's also what it's about, you know, start a conversation, you know, get on Facebook, you can post a picture, you can... But here's what I always say. First of all, I don't do any more than three. And so what are my three things that I do? I do Pinterest, um, Instagram, and Facebook. I don't yeah. do Twitter. I'm really yeah. bad at it. And I used to do YouTube, and I, it's just too stressful for me. So I just do the things that, that, I'm, that I'm familiar with, the things that I already use. So I always tell people, just use the, do the stuff that you already use and make it simple. It doesn't have to be really you know, complicated. Um, there are some techniques that you can use, like you can be mindful about do a picture and then a quote and then a picture and then a quote or something like that to kind of stack it up nicely. Um, there's a rule, general rule that you always want to be talking about other people as well and not just yourself. So I always go out and say three to one, you know, if I can, if I can support three other authors and then talk about my, you know, talk about what I'm doing and then three other authors or three other things or whatever, then I feel like it's a good balance because then I can, you know, so I'm, ta I'm usually talking about reviews for other authors or promoting other authors or talking about their website or something um, to just get some love out there and so that it's not all about me, you know, because, you know, I feel like sort of too, this is my philosophy. We're all in this together. There are enough book buyers out there to fund us all and yeah, they will pick the books that they, that they resonate with. We're not all going to resonate with everybody. So the idea that we're going to go out and gobble, gobble up the whole market is silly. What we need to do is write the books that we want to write, that we feel called to write in our voice, send them out into the world, let the readers enjoy them, and then let them enjoy other books as well. Support your fellow writer because they're on the same team, especially in the world of inspirational fiction, which is what I write, is that we're all playing for the same team and we're all trying to, to encourage, send some truth out into the world, you know, bring some light into the world, some salt into the world, whatever, and and there's, we're, not, we're not in competition. The world is big enough. So let's support each other. Let's encourage each other. And, and let the readers decide what they want to read. 
Wow, thank you so much. The incomparable Susie May Warren joining us today <laughs> to talk about her amazing upcoming projects. And wow, thank you. I know you're super busy, so I truly oh. appreciate you taking the time out. Well, thanks for having me. It is always fun to chat with you, so this has been great. <laughs> thank you to Susie May Warren. Isn't she an encouragement? I really enjoy hearing about how her fans, her readers, inspire her. I hope that you've been inspired after listening to Susie. She's such an encouragement. And remember, on this writing journey, keep going forward, no matter what, one step at a time. And until next time, thanks for listening, and God bless.